The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. It happens. 25 years of preaching and then some, and it still happens sometimes. My heart thrills at the good news. And I long to share it, but my mind does not cooperate. At all. I look high and low. I search diligently for that thread that will enable me to weave a sermon. I want brilliant colors, a complex tapestry. And I wind up with loose ends. One of my tried and true methods for all of these years has been to go to the dictionary when I feel completely lost. Google to the rescue. Uh, not this time, though. What was hailed as the top definition in the Urban Dictionary was this. Daniel had an epiphany that McDonald's is bad for you. <laughs> I kid you not, that is what it said. Oops, dead end. 
when I was trying to pop it on for size the first few times at the Church of the Holy Apostles in Manhattan, where I first preached, I asked a parishioner what he looked for in a sermon. Pummeled by the news of the day, by violence, by greed in the markets, by wars throughout the world, by the rape of creation, this man said to me very simply, I want to hear the good news. I want to hear the good news. Too often, the interesting news is what I find compelling first. Biblical scholars come up with some new tidbit that I can't wait to tell you. Some elegant twist of phrase in a poem comes. Maybe I'm lucky and I have what I think is a mighty insight. But finally, in these moments when I find it difficult to get in to how to say what I feel in my heart, I pull one thread and the spirit unravels a mystery. The knots are going but not gone. So this time I went back to the dictionary. This time I got the Oxford English Dictionary a little bit more reliable apparently. And I was surprised again. The number one definition of epiphany in the Oxford English Dictionary, even today, is the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi. Do you find this as surprising as I do, that in 2019 that is the first definition? What a glorious thing. This is good news. And so we have the story of the Magi, weary travelers coming across the miles, risking the dangers of the road to follow a star. It's not long, though, before we learn that their wise trek becomes a fool's errand, because where do they go? To the palace. Herod's palace. Where is he to be born? Where is the child to be born, the king of the Jews? Herod's palace. Oops. This is a big oops. Bigger than mine with the Urban Dictionary. Much, much, much bigger because Herod, of course, was a despot. Not really the king. He certainly behaved like one of the worst. And these, these wise men, who become not so wise men, are told by the scholars that they've missed the mark by only nine miles. Not bad for a long trip. Bad for them, though, because Herod was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him, the text says. Herod, though, impersonates a devotee. He doesn't let them see his fear. He says, go search for him. 
And when you find him, come and tell me so that I may do him homage. Well, they do find the child. No palance, though. It's a humble home. And it holds a poor teenage mother and a wee one. These wise men fall down prostrate before him. They give him gifts of their riches. But warned by a dream, they leave by another road. We don't know what happens to them, these wise followers of a star. We don't know how they were impacted by this meeting. Great stories and poems have been written about them. Many, many spinning out possibilities. What's more compelling for me today, though, is to ask the question, what does this mean for us? We who witness the Magi offering their riches to the Christ child. What does this mean for us? I have on the bulletin board in front of my desk a small sticker. It says, question the answers. Question the answers. Well, you'll be relieved to know I have very few answers today. When I offer them in my halting attempts, I find they fall short. But I do have some questions for us. I tend to trust questions more. And the promise in the scriptures is, if we seek, we will find. So here's the first one. Will we lift our heads and look around, look for the star that comes to us not just once, but many times through our lives, encouraging us to look for the newborn Christ? Will we lift our heads and look around, trusting that the light of Christ will shine, will break in, no matter what, no matter how thick the darkness is in our lives or in the world? Will we look for the star? And when the Christ star rises in our own lives, will we see it? Will we recognize it? When we get distracted, and we do, by the light of lesser stars, how open are we to hear that? And what are those lesser stars that distract us? Will we follow our true star despite fears and dangers of the road? Will we persevere? Sounds a little bit like the baptismal covenant. Will we persevere? The promise is that if we seek, we will find. As sure as the Magi found the Christ, so will we, if we keep seeking. But we must do the whole journey with all of its twists and turns, with all of its false starts and encounters with ill will and even with evil. The star stops. 
the Christ is manifest to you, to me, and to the world. The more I journey, the less I know, but the more I trust this. Christ is manifest to you, to me, and to the world. And I know one more thing. We have a choice. What will we do with this epiphany? What will we do when we encounter this manifestation of Christ? What has been revealed to you lately about the glory of God? And when we encounter it, how do we respond today? This time around, this time of hearing the good news, I am deeply fed by the awesome revelation of Christ, by the Magi and what they stand for. He isn't found in the palaces of heartless power, but in humble ones. There is a star for each of us to follow. For us, for us, it is the Christ star. And that Christ star opens a new possibility for us, for all of us. The message of the gospel, the very simple good news of the epiphany, is that the boundless news of Christ, the boundless riches found in Christ, are for everyone. Everyone. God's realm of abundant life and peace and joy is for absolutely everyone. Paul says, everyone has access to God through faith. All are invited. All are welcome. All have access and can stand in boldness and confidence through faith. This is good news. The message that comes to my heart as I hear this news today of all of us having access to God, all of us being welcome and embraced, is this. It does not have to be the way it looks in the world much of the time. It doesn't have to be that way. The reign of God is here, in Christ, within us, and among us, now. That is not all that is present. We can't make any mistake about that. The, but the darkness did not overcome the light. Nothing can upend God's reign. It shows up whenever, by the grace and power of God, we care for one another. Christ is made manifest. It shows up whenever self-interest gives way to caring for one another's well-being. It shows up every time we make a move in the direction of everyone having what they need. Everyone having the possibility 
of flourishing, everyone living lives with enough, enough food, enough shelter, enough safety, enough peace, enough joy, enough community, enough time to be creative, enough time to become who they are called to be, enough. And there is more than enough in this world, more than enough for everyone to have enough. There's more than enough for all of us to enjoy the abundant life that is promised. No one is barred. God's love has no borders.